news every weekday, covering everything from Torah, Parsha, holidays, and so much more. This is 101.9 High FM, Soul to Soul. 101.9 Chai FM, Chai by G. We are back as we do every Monday between 2 to 3 and we discuss education. What's new in the world? What's new in the country, in the community? What can we do to be to improve the world? How can we be, be better people? How can we influence the people around us to be better people? What is uh, our next target, I guess, to move on for a better world and society? Today in the show, we have so much happening and so many different, completely different topics in the community, out the community, um, religious studies, I don't know even how to how much we could even make out of all of this, but let's start. Um, one of the, we're going to have our first topic today is going to be actually in the community, in the community in South Africa in Johannesburg, probably not even that far away from the studio. There is a very special school called Care, in its institution and school for kids um, on the autistic spectrum. I'm not going to give too many details because I have here with me uh, Christian Samuel, who is the therapy director in the school. And we're here to talk about the school and about a very special event coming up later on this week with the school. Later on, we're going to be discussing having a conversation with a mother in Israel who lost her son last week to a terrible, terrible accident that was a terrible um, case of social media taking away a child. Literally, she lost her child because of social media. We're going to be talking to her later on a bit today. And a rabbi, Rabbi Brody, who's here from overseas, will be coming into the studio uh, with an amazing project of three minutes a day learning a whole program of Hilcha Shabbos. Basically, a lot happening, a lot to discuss. We're going to have to take a short ad break, and we will be right back with the first interview for today. This is Soul to Soul on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, Chai Chinuch we are back. And our first topic for today is about special needs in the community. And I'm here with Christian Samuel, who is the therapy director at CARE. And we're going to be talking about a, bit, a bit about the school and a bit about a special function that's coming up this week. However, right beforehand, since this is your show, anything you have to comment, anything you have to say, you want to ask, you want to add about any of the topics, 061-895-1019. That is the WhatsApp line, 061-895-1019, or you could always send us an SMS at 34519 is the SMS line. So, good afternoon, Christian. Thank you so much for being with us. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So, we are discussing CARE today. What is CARE? So CARE is the Center for Autism Research and Education. We've been in operation for the past seven years, and we cater to learners between the ages of 18 months and 12 years of age, presenting with features of autism spectrum disorder. So what we usually see are learners who have communication difficulties, learners who have sensory processing difficulties, learners who have behavioral challenges coming to our center and receiving specialized intervention. So that's educational interventions as well as interventions such as speech therapy and Occupational therapy. So basically, you give everything the child needs um, except for a home. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. And okay. So. You have what ages are you focusing on? So we cater to learners between the ages of 18 months of age, um, and then our admissions stop at 12 years of age, um, but learners can stay with us beyond that period. 
Okay. And when we're talking about the kids that come to you, the, you've mentioned kids on the spectrum, um, what does that mean? So what we what we really mean when we're talking about the autism spectrum is we're talking about um, a neurodevelopmental disability um, or disorder where, which is characterized by a communication impairment, a social impairment in terms of social interaction, which is really the main thing for kids on the spectrum is they have difficulty with social interaction. But then we also see that there might be a sensory processing impairment, and we see that often learners on the spectrum have behavioral challenges. Um, they can be quite rigid in terms of their behavior. Um, they might display many negative behaviors such as tantrums and meltdowns um, and this is partly because of the way in, t- in which they have to process sensory information from the environment. So if you're coming to uh, evaluate that at 18 months old, aren't all babies almost like that? Well, we, we, we do look at it developmentally. We need to kind of see what would be considered um, normal development, what would we see in a neurotypical child and what we wouldn't necessarily see. So at 18 months, we're really looking at those prerequisites for community communication development. So we're looking at the eye contact, we're looking at their joint attention, we're looking at how they respond to sound in the environment, and we're looking to see if those fall within a normal developmental pattern. So basically at that age, we're first looking into the sensory side, and um, the communication comes a bit later. Well, at 18 months, we can tell quite a bit about a child's communication, um, but we are, we, it's, it's really looking at the, the child as a whole. So we're looking at the holistic picture, and then we're seeing if we were to compare that child to a neurotypically developed child, are there certain red flags that we need to be looking out for? But at 18 months, autism can be diagnosed at that early already. Okay. So what are the red flags? So some of the red flags would be, for instance, not making eye contact, um, lack of shared enjoyment during interactions with their parents, definitely a delay in terms of communication milestones. So that might be that the child doesn't have the early babbling. That may be that the child is not necessarily interacting the way we would expect the child to be interacting. Um, there might be a, a complete lack of speech development. Or another red flag is that we might, for instance, see that there's normal communication development up until a point and then there's a regression thereafter. So a regression could actually be a sign of something that is wrong, even though that it has developed already, but now it's going back. Absolutely, absolutely. And we typically see that regression around the 18 to 24-month mark is that there has been normal communication development, and then all of a sudden we're seeing that there's a regression, a loss of words that the child had previously used and so forth. Okay. But we do have to say to all parents listening out to us that first we need to look for a normal reason. I mean, if there's a major thing in the child's life or something that will be a good explanation for the regression, then leave it. Absolutely. So we need to kind of look at, um, you know, it's very challenging to diagnose autism, but you're absolutely correct. We need to first make sure that all of the other factors are excluded. Um, For instance, the child should have a hearing test so we can exclude that and so forth. However, um, for parents who are out there listening, if your child isn't really talking by around 18 to 24 months, that is a cause for concern. Okay. so obviously for parents that are out there listening, uh, 34519 is an SMS line. Anything they want to ask or want to, or want to hear about um, the diagnose, about what the school has to offer, about what's coming up, please ask us. Share with us your thoughts. Ask us a question. Christian's here for you in the community. 34519 is an SMS line. 061-895-1019 is the WhatsApp line. Okay, so... 
um, a big event coming up this week. Yes. So on Friday, the 30th of November, which is this Friday, CARE is having an open day and a market day. Um, our learners have been working very, very hard this term. They've been producing items. Um, and so the public is welcome to attend um, and purchase some of the items that have been made at our market day, um, all made by our learners. And they're very, very proud to show off what they've been making. What kind of items are we talking about? Various household items, various decorative items. Items, some food items So there's a little bit of everything Wow, sounds interesting And that's open for the public completely That is open for the public It will be starting at 11.30 And running until about 2 And we are located at 30 Raglan um, Street In Orange Grove, corner of 9th Avenue Okay, so is there going to be any interaction with the kids that created what they made or it's just like a show? Yes, absolutely. There's going to be interaction with the kids. People will be able to meet the kids, meet our staff, have a chance to look at our facilities and see what it is that we offer. Um, it's a really great opportunity for people from the community, members of the public to come in and see what K is able to offer. Okay. And when, when we talk about what CARE is able to offer, so I'm, I'm assuming that, or I'm asking, I don't know, you work closely with the families, with the community, with the uh, organizations. Tell me, how does that work? Very much so. Uh, for us and in terms of our model, we see ourselves as central to what's happening at the family level and at the community level. And also we see our kids as part of a larger unit, whether that be is the family or whether that's the community. And so therefore it's essential to get siblings involved to get parents involved, to get the broader family involved, and also then at a community level. And that's one of the reasons we're actually having the market day, so that the community can become a little bit more involved. So when we talk about getting siblings involved, then what part do siblings have in a life of a child that is struggling with autism or with any uh, special needs? The role of the sibling is often quite a tough one um, because the parents are often so focused on the child with special needs and with the disability such as autism. Um, so I would say that the most important thing is to explain to the siblings exactly what's happening with their autistic sibling so that they have an understanding of why their brother or sister is acting a certain way, why they're doing the things that they're doing. At CARE, we even invite the siblings along to CARE to come um, for a play session with their sibling and so forth so that they can be quite involved in terms of understanding the diagnosis but also understanding the specialized intervention that their brother or sister may need um, because it's very different to neurotypical education. So we try and get the siblings involved as much as possible. And are there any um, special response from children? Do they suddenly see their siblings in a different eye or a different perspective? Very much so. We often see that the, the siblings actually take on quite an amazing role in that they're able to take care of, um, you know, their brother or sister with autism's needs. They're often able to interpret their communicative gestures and so forth when nobody else understands what they're saying. So we often find that it's a very special role um, when you have a special needs sibling. Okay. I do have to be fair and honest to say that I do work with Karen uh, kind of, uh, but I, it's fair to say I probably say this about almost every interview because I work with a lot of the schools here, but um, we got to be fair about it. So if any, and I do highly recommend, I think it's an amazing institution. I wouldn't have them on the show otherwise. Thank you. What, um, if anybody wants to be in touch with you, how do they do that? They can uh, reach us online at www.thecarecenter.co.za or alternatively, they can also email us on info at thecarecenter.co.za. Or you could come meet the school and the kids at the and purchase some nice stuff and nice things happening this Friday, 1130 at? At um, 30 Raglan Street, Orange Grove. 
it's nice, it's close, and highly recommended. Christian, thank you so much for being with Thanks us today. Thanks so much for having me. Okay, 101.9, Chai FM, Chai Chinuch That was Christian Samuel from Care Center um, just discussing about what they do, what they're doing from the community, and I could say it's a phenomenal job and work over there. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, an unbelievable interview I've had with a mother who just lost her son last week. Fascinating. Stay with us. If you're a parent, you must, and I don't usually say this. Two hours every weekday, covering everything from Torah, Parsha, holidays, and so much more. This is 101.9 High FM, Soul to Soul. 101.9 High FM, we are back. And as I mentioned before the break, I'm going to play an unbelievable interview I just had about two, three hours ago with a mother that lost her child, her teenage boy, last week. Um, you know, there's not much I can say. Just listen. And I'm telling you now, if you're a parent and you don't have the 15 minutes now of the interview to listen, please send the message to 34519, the SMS liner 061-895-1019. And I will please God make sure we send you a recording. I'm very serious about this. Parents, please listen up. 34519 is SMS line. If you need a recording, 061-895-1019 is the WhatsApp line. And we will go straight to the interview right now. 101.9, we are back. And we're here in a very special and painful, uh, important discussion that we're going to be having today. Roi Maoz Pe'er, an 11-year-old sweet boy who is no longer with us in the past week. And a very tragedy story coming in from Israel. And... I had were online today with his mother, Becky, who's going to tell us a bit about Roi and about a very important message that she has for mothers and fathers, I guess, all parents all over the world, just about her personal experience and how cautious we need to be with our kids. So without any details, I think we're going to go straight to the interview, hear it directly from Roi's mother, Becky. Good afternoon, and thank you so much for being with us, Becky. Good afternoon, and thank you for the interview. So it's hard to say good afternoon when we are in such a um, painful period of time. Um, you've just, this past week, have lost your precious son, Roi, um, 11-year-old boy. Tell us a bit about him. Yes, today is the, the seventh day, and uh, tomorrow morning uh, we are getting up for the from the seva. Roy was, um, first of all, he was my, uh, my beautiful boy. He was a very happy boy, very fun, very joyful, uh, with a lot of friends. Uh, all his world was just with football. This is was his purpose in life. He was playing football. He was watching football. Like a young child. I'm saying it sounds like a young, happy, fun boy who's very involved in, in his sports mm-hmm. and with his friends and had a with a lot of friends and having such a lot such a good time and playing all the time and he was surrounded by a lot of friends all the time every day from uh, coming back to school going uh, uh, to the Tzofim 
and going to football and playing uh, at home. He was surrounded with a lot of friends. So a lot of friends. From wherever I've heard about Roy, I've heard of a very popular, fun, um, good boy. What, what, tell us a bit about what happened last week. Uh, last week he came back from school. Uh, I was at work and uh, came home with uh, three friends, two girls and one boy. And probably now that we know all the story, probably you, they were doing it for uh, a long time. There is a game uh, online media. that uh, talks about uh, uh, it, the, the, the game. The name of the game is Parkour. It's a game that you, you walk on roof, very big buildings. And uh, and the game uh, on social media. Done. So and the game gives you a, the game, a rating it, how the game, brave you uh, are. The game, the game um, makes you in front of the, all the kids. Makes you very uh, powerful and very brave. Brave and strong. It was a brave test. So he was on social so, media. Uh, he tried. He tried to walk from the window to the. The balcony that we have in the in the house. I live on the twelfth floor, and uh, wow. it just fell down. And then he fell. One of the one of the friends was with him. And they saw everything. They went down. They called the paramedics and the ambulance and the police. And then we and I was at work. One of the mothers of from the class called me and she told me what 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 happened we went straight i went straight to the hospital uh, i can't tell you how horrible was this phone call i think it was i don't wish or i can't wish anybody to get such a call so we're talking about uh, um a, a boy roi um with his friends a fun boy and just playing a social media online game, which pushed him to take to yes. beyond limits, and 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 that was the price of the game. Um, and and I, I hear he was there with friends from school. All the kids knew about it. Nobody heard. Nobody said. Uh, parents didn't hear from any direction about their kids or anything. One of one of the things that uh, I got to know. This period of time, uh, since the, uh, the accident happened, that nobody knows, or at least ninety percent of the parents don't know what the children are really doing when they are not at home, or when even if they are home at home and the children are not at home. These games of the brave games and the internet and online, and there is another application that called that uh, the name. Momo, uh, a lot of uh, challenging games, and uh, everything is by. Um, if I if I tell you that all that happened to her was uh, under pressure of all the children, you wouldn't believe. But all these games happened because it was under pressure. Because he was pressure. such a good kid. He was under pressure. The, the friend told him, "Come on, let's say, uh, let's let me see you a man. Let's 
let's see how see many how you are and how strong you are. And so uh, to tell this kind of thing for in 11 years, boy, you know, he wants to be with the kid. He wants to be the king of the class. He wants to be to impress the the girls in the class. So. This is what he's done. So your message today to parents all over the world, what, what would be your message now? To watch the kids and watch the phone. Take the phone and watch what they are doing in the phone. You, are, you have such a dangerous thing like pedophilia and the violence and the, those kind of games. Everything is, is under our eyes, but we don't see it. And if your child comes so and says, phone, you don't ask, trust me... Ask the, ask the children what they're doing. Don't uh, give them the feeling that they are under pressure. Just talk with them. Open the, the, the communication with them and let them feel that we are for them. And if your the child parents comes, are for them. If, not, if your child comes and says, you don't trust me... And why you're my parent, you shouldn't be looking in my phone, you shouldn't be monitoring. What do you tell to them? You know what? My, my, um, my work, I'm a coach, I'm a personal and business coach. So if a, if a person tells me, or a child, you don't trust me, the first thing that I tell, you, I tell them, it's not that I don't trust you, I'm worried about you. And I want you to know that I'm here for you. And if you want me to trust you, then let begin. Then let let begin the communication to be our um, regular thing every day. And if you're afraid of something, tell me. It's not that I don't trust you. I just I'm just worried about you, and I don't want you to take risk. And they can tell them. Look what happened in Israel. Look what happened to this to this child. There is a lot of violence outside, and we have to be we have to be there for them. Becky, I have to say that I admire you for your telephone. It's okay to look, it's and if they tell you you don't trust me, no, it doesn't matter. I, I, yeah, the line is breaking up. So I just want to say that really I admire you for your your courage and your ability to come online and say um, while you're grieving with your own pain and with your own loss and say this is a ch- thing that could happen to anybody, any child at any time. Nobody is safe. Please just exactly. watch your kids. Exactly. Nobody is safe. Nobody is safe. This, those kids are... When we were kids, there wasn't any cellular phone. We did a lot of things, but now all the kids are in the in the phones. They don't do a lot of things, but the, the phones are very dangerous, and we should know what they're doing. It's not taking out their privacy. I don't believe in privacy of 11 years or 10 years. Privacy is 15, 16, 17, 18 and yet, we should be very involved in their life. It's our kids. And I don't. I don't think that there is any mom or dad that would say that they are not. They don't worry for the kids when they are going outside. When they are going with friends, there are a lot of things that we hear, and 
think, oh, it, it, it won't happen to us. It, it, it could. It happened to me. And because, and because I'm uh, such an involved mother, I don't believe that it happened to me. What was the, just uh, to end, what was, the, if you could please say again, what was the name of the game that was the dangerous game? The parkour. 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 Oh. It's climbing on uh, roofs and to see how and jumping are. from roofs and uh, something that uh, very uh, very um, mature people do that, not kids. Not for you kids. know, twenty one, twenty two. There is a, a show in Israel that's called that has the name Ninja Israel. I think it has. Uh, I think I think it's all over the world. Yes. And all the 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 computers there are from Porco. But you see that it's 24, 21, 18, 19, 20. But you know that when they are fell down, they are falling to water. There isn't anything safe for 11 years kid going up to the window and trying to impress his friends and jumping to the bank to the balcony. We're very here in South Africa. Uh, your story came out very strongly about Roi and about you, and um, really, we're all praying for you to have the strength um, and the power to to continue. I have to say that we really admire you for your courage of coming out and taking your personal Thank uh, you very uh, experience much. and sharing it with the world for the world, and um, really saying. Thank you very I'm, I'm much. I'm here to protect everybody. Thank, Thank you, you very so much. much for being with us, and you should have only good things from now on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so bless much. Bless you, and bless all the kids. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. That was Becky Maoz Peel, Roy's mother, with an amazing, uh, painful, strong interview regarding um, the tragedy she went through last week with 101.9 Chai FM, Chai Chinuch We are going to take a short break, and we will be right back. This is Soul to Soul on 101.9 Chai FM. 101.9 Chai FM, Chai We are back. I just want to say, but right before the break, a short break we had, we did... Uh, have a fascinating interview with a mother of Roi, an 11-year-old who was killed over stupid social media games. If you haven't heard the show, uh, or just you heard part of it, or you're just tuning in, send us a message to 34519 is SMS line 0618951019, and I will please make sure you get the recording. I think it's something I've never done on the show before, but I think parents must listen. If we want to really know how dangerous weapons the social media is, what a dangerous weapons our kids have in their hands. We must listen very carefully to the mother who said, I never dreamt this will happen to me. My child was a fun, loving child. I just have to say one thing about that interview, the nicer side, maybe the social media and the power. Um, how did I get to this mother to speak to her for the show? There is um, a group on WhatsApp that's for... Um, um, people in the media, rabbis, um, politicians, uh, all kinds of people on the group from around Israel and around the world. And whenever something like this happens, we help each other contacting the right person. When I reached out the first time to get through to the mother, I had uh, major difficulties. And I posted on, on WhatsApp the frustration that I have 
um, and that I wanted her number for the community. And somebody that I have never heard of before, I never met him before, um, just picked up, said, I'm in Israel, what do you need? And he puts, I'd say, a good hour into investigating, looking, searching, different numbers, different people. He doesn't know me. He doesn't know anything, but he just saw the need. He understood what it means for the community and just out of nowhere. I never knew him, never met him, and he voluntarily came up and helped the show so much. His name is Avimina, and I think I just need to thank him from here um, for this special, special message coming out for the community. As we said, a very busy show today. Uh, our third topic for today is actually something, also I guess maybe through social media or, or uh, messages or things like that, how one guy changed everything for so many people in one minute. How do you do that in one minute? Very simple. Rabbi um, Brody, Rabbi Daniel Brody, um, ex-South African, who's visiting here right now, he started a program which was sending through uh, WhatsApp, through email, through messages, and we'll hear the details from him uh, later on while he's here. Just a minute a day of Hilchoy Shabbos, a minute a day to know the laws of how to keep Shabbos properly. 60 seconds. I mean, I think we can afford that a day. And within 400 and something days, we'll hear from him, he had finished the whole Hilcha Shabbos in one minute. And that led to an unbelievable book that he put out with all the laws. And just fascinating how in seven, eight years of this program running, they've reached out to so many people in so many ways, just investing a minute a day. We don't realize what a minute a day means. We're going to hear directly from the rabbi. Right beforehand, we do need to take a short break, and we will be right back. Two hours every weekday, covering everything from Torah, Parsha, holidays, and so much more. This is 101.9 High FM, Soul to Soul. 101.9 Chai FM, Chai we are back. And as I said, today there's so many different kinds of topics and so many different areas. And now I'm going to speak to Rabbi Daniel Brody, ex-South African, who in a minute a day changed so many people's lives around the world and now turned it into a book. Good afternoon, Rabbi Daniel. Thank you so much for being with us. Shalom, Rabbi G. Okay, so we are right in front of me. I see a very thick beautiful book and you're referring it as a to a one minute book yeah. how did that happen look um, I, I'm sort of like a classic South African went to King David is there a classic South African we'll figure it out yeah okay <laughs> but uh, the traditional South African that went to King David and to uh, university and then uh, I went to Yeshiva and um, while I was in Yeshiva I started a group of uh, all my friends that uh, were also with me in school and uh, would send them uh, bits of inspiration, bits of halacha um, so that uh, while I was growing also in Yeshiva, they could also grow here. And uh, So you sent it back to friends that stayed in King David well, or graduated but stayed in South Africa? Yeah, they got a bit older like me. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, it happens as time passes. That's for sure. Okay. <clears throat> but... Um, Slowly, what we did is we covered uh, a number of sections of halacha just with one minute a day. So I would send out an email that would um, teach people about uh, a lot of interesting halachas, Shabbos, 
and brochas, tzedakah. We did uh, a fortune. We've done Loshan Hora right now. We're doing the halachas of man-to-man relationships, which is uh, an unbelievable limud. And the which you know what we don't even realize how much Judaism has to say about man-to-man relationships. Yeah, it's fascinating so much. Okay, we'll get to that. Okay, right, right now, I mean, we, we we're dealing with that. I mean, the the, the Torah is so is so perfect. It's got so uh, so much depth, and uh, it affects us in every aspect. So I took all the material that we did over Hilchah Shabbos, over the laws of, of Shabbos. You see, I want to tell you one thing. This is the important thing you've got to know. There are very, very many people that keep Shabbos, but they're not actually sure if they're keeping it 100%. And there are a lot of people that aren't keeping Shabbos that want to keep Shabbos, but they just don't know how. And so, therefore, the need came to actually produce a book which was easy to read, is user-friendly, which is practical, which is modern. This is the most modern, safer book you'll find. And um, do it in an easy format. And that's basically uh, the, the, the whole purpose of this book. I've had people who... Who don't who don't yet keep Shabbos, but just because they they still want to, but they just don't know how. Once they've got a book where they can just do three minutes a day, I've got couples learning it at the table. You know, I've got people from Mexico that have just you know have called me and said it's changing our lives because this is a safer where you do it just a little bit a day and you actually come out with a fortune over time. So, if anybody invests between a minute to three minutes a day on this, how long will it take him to actually learn properly the full Hilchah Shabbos? Look, this is just the practical halochas. The book is 420 days, which means it's about uh, a year and a bit, a year and a quarter, a year and a third. So, which is, which is, uh, it sounds like quite a bit. It's a year and a bit, but when you're doing three minutes a day, it's not too much. It's uh, a very, very easy to read. It's got an index. It's user-friendly. So, uh, I believe it's going to help, and already has helped. I mean, we're, we've, we've printed already the first run. Now, it's already the second run we're printing, So, which in the Jewish book world is quite, uh, which is quite a feat. So that's fascinating. So, just with a, a simple calculation, I'm not big mathematics person, but if you would do it every Shabbos, let's say every meal, three, three meals a Shabbos, we're looking at about um, two and a half years. Okay, I don't know. I used to be an accountant. <laughs> I'd say, right? Because if we yeah. have 400, so 100, is, 100 Shabbosim is 300 days. That's about two years, maybe yeah. three years, I'd yeah. say. Yeah. Okay, which is slowly but surely something you well, can that you actually could do, achieve. Yeah, you, you're talking about doing it only over Shabbos, on the day of Shabbos. If you want to do it as a family right. thing, unfortunately, right. we don't that have you. too many family times. Yeah. But if you want to do it on a personal level, For sure. as you said, yeah. once a day. Just a bit over a year. Yeah. What other halachas are you into? Look, we've covered the halachas of brochas, which is halachas of blessings, um, and uh, and tzedakah as well. Um, we did hilchos loshen hora. Loshen hora is a, a really unbelievable topic and is so deep. Um, if we knew the nuances just of our speech, we would be so much more careful. And uh, when we did that, when we did that section in particular, I got uh, amazing feedback. I had people, I was on the bus with someone who stopped me. He said to me, are you Rav Brody? I said, yeah. So he said to me, he said, you don't understand. He said, I've got a different table now. I said, what's Pshat? I said, well, you know, what's going on? He said, I was at the table the other day, Shabbos table. One of the, one of the, one of the people there was, you know, was about to say something. I could see they were about to say something. I quickly changed topic. He says, you don't understand to change the whole atmosphere of the, of, of the whole of Shabbos table. So, Just speaking positive and thinking positive and knowing the halachas, it, it makes you into a completely different person. 
It's incredible, you know, and your speech affects you. You know, uh, dibur is a uh, speech is, is is something which is real. Um, it actually creates. So by changing one's speech, this this the halachas of lashon hara are uh, extremely powerful and extremely deep, and so therefore people uh, benefit to the fortune. Okay, we do have to take a short break, and we will continue very shortly. This is Soul to Soul on one hundred one point nine FM. 101.9 We are back. Right before the break, we were in the middle of a fascinating discussion with Rabbi Daniel Brody, who has been for the past seven, eight years sending out a message every day for about, that will take you to read between a minute to three minutes with the basic halachas. And within 420 days, he concluded the full halachas of Shabbos, which came out in a book. And then moved on. They did a personal relationship halachas. They did brachas. They did many things of life. However, what I wanted to ask you right before the break is, out of all the halachas you did, there's only one book I can see right now, which is Shabbos. Why Shabbos? Rav, you you got to know Shabbos is everything. Shabbos is, in the Torah, the Shabbos is mentioned 12 times. It is the what we call the ois. It's called a san. The Chovetz Chaim gives a moshul. The Chovetz Chaim says the most amazing thing. He says that if a person's got a store and it's got a sign up on the store that says, let's say, Josh's iPod or iPads, whatever it is, yeah. So you've got Josh's store. So if, if the lights are on, then everybody knows that the, the store is in training. And if, even if the lights are off, but the sign's still there, then everybody knows that Josh is still, he's still, he's still in business. And then eventually, even if Josh goes away and the lights are off and it says closed, but the, the, the sign is there, it says Josh's store. So then, you know, he's still in business, just that he may be away. But the minute that the sign's off, everybody knows that Josh is out of business. Shabbos is that sign that you're in business with Hashem. All Hashem wants is that we get closer and closer and closer to Him. He wants us just to love Him more because ultimately we, go, we all go back to Hashem. So therefore, we have to try to do the most that we can do in this world to get close to Him here. And in proportion to that amount that we get, get close to Him here, we're actually going to be close to Him in the next world. And that's for infinite. That's, for every, that's, that's, that's infinite. And so therefore Shabbos is the real ois. Shabbos is the real sign. When a person's in Shabbos, he's in business with Hashem. There's another part that Shabbos, it's also mentioned in a few different ways. And one of the ways that it's mentioned is Mekor HaBrocha, the source of blessing. What is that referring to? The Torah says, Vayavarech Elohim es yoim ha-shvi'i vayakadosh oisoyot. It says, Vayavarech Elohim, Hashem gave brocha to Shabbos. It actually, Hashem blessed Shabbos. That means that all the brocha comes out of Shabbos. And Vayakadosh, when it says the word Vayakadosh, that's Kedusha. Kedusha means sanctity. Sanctity is something which is intangible. It's not limited by the physical world. And so therefore the brocha that Hashem gave to Shabbos actually carries on forever and ever and ever. You know, a lot of people are looking. Everybody needs some help somewhere. And everybody's trying this, you know, a, a sakula here or a, a something there, something there. But, and it's not that these things aren't, you know, it's, you know, some people put a key in the challah just off the Pesach. And, you know, everybody's got their thing. But the point of the matter is that the Torah says that Shabbos is the source of all brocha. I want to tell you that my sister... I said this the other day, I was speaking in front of our group, but uh, my sister uh, had a very difficult pregnancy a couple of years ago. She was, in, she was in hospital already at five months, I think it was, and the baby weighed at that point, I think, something like 613 grams, which is a nice, oh, nice number. Yeah, but, remarkable, okay. <laughs> but uh, not so healthy, um, unfortunately. I went to Reb Chaim Kanievsky, who today is uh, one of the main, uh, if not the main uh, um, authority, 
And I, I went to go speak to him. I asked him to daven for, for my sister and for her child. And he, and he did. And he, then I asked him, I said, but now, what can you suggest to me? And he said to me, he said, you have to daven. You have to daven. But something else. He also said, he says that uh, there's a power of Shabbos. There's something called Tosefer Shabbos, to add on to Shabbos. Shabbos is so powerful. Not only is Tefillah powerful, but Shabbos is powerful. And therefore, it actually, uh, it, it actually brings great Yeshua's, uh, brings great help. And, and, and Baruch Hashem, she, you know, she gave birth to a healthy child. But the point of the matter is that Shabbos is the Makor of Brocha because Hashem gave it Brocha. It actually says that Hashem gave it Brocha. And that is a source to reflect on all of us. I do have an SMS coming in for you. Um, big shre, big shkoyach, Rabbi Brody, incredible achievement. Was so excited to start reading your book last night, Romy Michelson. I hope you know who that is. Yeah, uh, sure. Anyways, thank you, Romy, sure, for the message. Uh, okay, so that's where it started, King David. Yeah. I guess that was the beginning. Okay, so thank you for that, Romy. Um, if anybody wants to be in touch with you, get your messages, your emails, um, the book, anything regarding that, or just speak to you when you're here in South Africa for the next week. What? How would they do that? Um, a couple of things. First, you can email me, which is on dannybrody at gmail.com. Danny Brody spelled D-A-N-N-Y-B-R-A-U-D-E at gmail. And also, um, I'll be speaking around. I've, uh, I've, I've spoken a bit already, but I'll speak, be speaking at also Merkel and Manor um, tomorrow night, Tuesday night, and uh, at Investec on Friday, at the base on Friday night. Tonight at Keter Eliyahu. Uh, of course. And at the Sfari Shul over there, yes. And on uh, Shabbos at Sundam Shul. And um, so, so that, you know, you can link up with me there. And then also you could look me up on, on LinkedIn and uh, just connect with me on linked, uh, LinkedIn. And, uh, yeah, for sure. Um, it's a great, uh, I believe it's a great product. I believe that it's going to help a lot of people. And uh, please go. We'll bring many, many more years and closer to Torah. Amen. Thank you, Rabbi Brody. Thank you so much for being with us. And as all good shows, this show has come to an end. Uh, thank you for all the people that were involved in the show, other interviews. Thank you especially to Mandy, who put so much effort to help me with the interview for um, overseas. Craig, who is controlling properly the show as usual. And to all the listeners, thank you so much. Have a great week. In the meantime, just stay safe, keep well, and we will be back, please God, next Monday, 2 to 3. Chai Chenuch with Rabbi G. Keep well.